Like, I like Cardinal Fischiel. He's all right. Like, he uh, didn't even – he's of Jamaican ancestry, and he didn't even give uh, the – because there was one that was craft dinner with um, Jamaican patty in it, and, and it didn't even win. Wow. Yeah. Check it out on YouTube. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Good afternoon, good evening, I guess good day, good day just covers the whole thing. And welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast, random topics, unrehearsed conversation, and quality reviews. My name is Michael Hodgins, I'm one of your three hosts on this weekly podcast, along with uh, Mr. Crofton Steers. Hello, Crofton. Hello, Mike. And, of course, the one and only Bo Schwartz. Hello, Bo. Why, good evening, or good afternoon, or good day. Or I, good day. Um, yeah, I've gone down a path I don't know how to come back from, but uh, good everything to everyone. Yes. <laughs> what, how are you guys doing wish, today? Uh, we're doing good. I think there's a pipe leaking in some one of your houses. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> um, but anyways, I'm doing good. I just don't want to make sure your houses don't uh, collapse. Um I just I've done I'm on a two show day today, so I've been spent a lot of time talking. Uh, my jaw is a little sore, but I think uh, overall um, I'm doing good. You're becoming a podcast maven, baron, <laughs> a maven, a mistress. <laughs> One might say a mistress of podcasts. Mistress, well, maven isn't that someone who's good at stuff? Yeah, I and not that there's anything wrong with women. I love women. And so maybe this is just a reflection of my uh, my gender stereotyping. But isn't a maven a woman? Isn't it a I don't think female so. of like a maverick or something? I think it's a just descriptor. I thought maven was a was a was a descriptor of a female person. I bet you there was a superhero comic personality called Maven who was a girl. That's that's why that sounds like that would that would be. There was also a wrestler called Maven. He sucked. I guess he wasn't a maven of wrestling, no, after he, all. he was no good. What does maven even mean, then? It just means good at stuff, I think. Anyways, good on you for doing two podcasts in one day. Um, yeah, I don't. I think I'm incorrect about that gender thing. I think it's gender neutral. I think I might be wrong. I think you're wrong, I don't too. want to look like a maven of idiocy. I, I operate this podcast with the belief that you are wrong most of the time and that Mike is wrong a fair amount of the time. So you're, you're uh, the what right you just one. said I, I, I remind me of something. I saw this quote. It's, it's a long quote, but the last bit of it is the salient part of it is basically just uh, belief is the death of intelligence. And I was like, that's an interesting quote. It made me think about our conversation on um, uh uh, atheism and religion and things like that because there's an assumption this is the guy's further quote that if you if you don't believe in say god then you must believe in athe- or you know or the, what the about, converse w- w- with that statement what about casual beliefs like uh i believe i'm smarter than both of you did i just well, kill intelligence there i don't know i, it was just, I thought it was an interest it was an interesting idea to believe to believe something is just when you stop thinking about it and I'm like, yeah, there might be some truth to that. I believe there is truth to that. Oh, no. Yeah, there well. you go. You just wrecked yourself. <laughs> Better check yourself before you wreck yourself. There's yeah. capital B believe and there's small b believe, right? It's capital B yeah, that screws true. you. And, and then there's yeah. being a maven Agreed. of belief. 
okay, let's get to a random topic. That's what this show is all about. Sure. Well, you're the man with the random topic generator in his garage. We haven't talked about that in a few episodes. Just like to remind listeners that we receive our topics from a diesel-powered piece of um, automobile engineering that's been repurposed to become a random topic generator that Mike keeps in his garage. Do I have all those details right? It is, and actually you should listen to our 100th episode extravaganza because there was an event that happened there, and it's been much harder to keep under uh, control lately, but uh, we're making do. How have you been keeping it? Do you have it, you have it strapped to the side of the wall in the garage? I feel like it's best if I don't say. Oh, because if it gets out, it could learn what you're... Okay, all right. No, just like ethical issues and stuff. Well, it's next to his newborn son's... Is it sentient? Is it not? I don't know. We don't, do we have robotics laws that deal with sentience? I don't no, think so. No, we don't. That's mm. why. It's, I'm treading on shaky ground here within the captivity of this random topic generator. Right. Poor Ivan Hodgins is breathing in toxic fumes every night. Wow. Those are the ethical problems. <laughs> he, didn't ha- he didn't have room he doesn't keep for a Ivan room for his garage. kid and a room for his random topic generator. So they're bunking together. In the garage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. I'm ready. Well, Let's speaking of bunking together. At least it makes heat. this is one of these weird ones but anyway okay the topic today is freedom 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 yes freedom okay stop me anytime i'm waiting for one of you to get well i I, yeah i thought isn't there a um george michael song where he's like says that and then it's anyways whatever i don't remember i just have i have the voice in my head going freedom there's always a moment where when mike pulls out the topic where he's sort of like talking it's almost like he milks it in front of us where he's like oh it's always interesting when we get a topic like this one which i haven't revealed to you yet (laughs) and then we're like come on just for fuck's sake tell us what the name of the topic that's as I get older, my brain has this way of starting to say things that are like the end of the sentence I should be saying. So, like, if I'm going to say sentence, I will start with like the end part and then fill in whoever I'm talking to about what the context is after. It's not a good thing, but you'll notice it if you listen to the show that it's I tend to do. Great characteristic in a in a talk show radio personality. It's podcaster. like not good, but I can't really help it. My brain just gets ahead of itself, so I'm like, you know, yeah. I should just say topics freedom. Yeah, whatever. Then, I know one thing point. about freedom, guys. That freedom reigns. Or that freedom isn't free. What? That's one I, of that's, those I don't, That's the one I was going to say. That's the one that like the, you know, if you're like a military supporter conservative, you're like freedom, freedom isn't free. Freedom isn't free. It's, this is one of these topics that's like it sounds like you know, with all this rhetoric around sort of democracy and, uh, you know, the first world nations that we live in are like the U.S. and things like that, that it's like a no-brainer. Freedom, freedom is good, you know, and, you know, why would you even talk about it? Yeah. Uh, but as soon as you kind of delve into the idea of freedom, you realize it's kind of a can of worms um, in the sense that, like, what, like what, what is it really? And, and really what we have is a limited um, – limited freedom in a in a sort of modern society and i think we talked about that either when we were doing 
lawyers way back or something. I can't even remember. It might have been even police. But it was essentially, you know, we live in a society which has freedoms and limits to freedoms. Uh, and that that's a balance, right? So I think when you're at the point where you have like 100 plus episodes – uh, you get to the point where you're you're you have to think back to what you said on other topics and how things interact uh, together. Because recently we've done stuff like very recently we did hierarchy, and um, uh, we've done democracy. Uh, we uh, done a lot of ocracies or achies or whatever on this show, and uh, many Our of them case. are are almost in opposition with with the concept of freedom. Um, so I have to, to, to be sure I'm not a total hypocrite. I have to think back on some of the, some of the stuff I've said. And I guess freedom, like if we're going to define it, it is it, in terms of, uh, an individual freedom. It is the freedom to do whatsoever you choose to do, uh, with your life in this world that we live in. Would that be fair? Yeah. I, I, I think, I think that that's, Fair. With no, and I, I use the word free, uh, which is a, a word uh, that comes out of, of freedom. But like to, without to restrictions, take, take there's no one with no limits or restrictions. Yes, exactly. There's 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 no one telling you you can't do this. You're free to do whatever it is you want. And again, using free again, but no one is restricting your ability to do anything. That would be total freedom. You right? Right. Right. So. So we definitely are not, despite what you know our American neighbors would like to believe, <laughs> and 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 what a lot of us would like to believe, we are not in an, a a country of total freedom. What America is all about freedom, son. The land of the free. Um, but no, there's 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 clearly there's clearly limitations uh, in in place, and I think that most n- normal rational people would say that those limitations serve a need and a purpose um, and they would not necessarily be in opposition to the majority of the ones that are that, that are in place so you have like the kind of you have kind of where that line of comfort is with the level of freedom that people are given and I think that's you're seeing a lot of culture wars in the states and we recently had a canadian election where you had one party that was more based on individual liberties and one uh, uh, and two parties that were more great um based on sort of social democracy and that sort of thing and uh you see these two sort of viewpoints that co- collide often because if everybody is equally free to do everything then that means that some of what they do may infringe upon somebody else or many people, uh, and that's where that's where freedom gets messy and that's where it gets complicated. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, and I, uh, I always, I've thought about this before when I have been traveling um, in uh, third, well, quote unquote, third world countries or developing countries. I think is the more better way to say it these days, um, where have been like acutely aware that people who live in those countries like, um, say, I've traveled to Indonesia, Indonesia is the most recent example someplace I've been to, where I'm like, people here are a lot more free in some ways. Um, 
and and that is to say things like if you want to like build a house, I think you can just kind of go build it. Whereas you can't do that in this country. You need to get a, apply for a permit, see if you meet up with zoning, adhere to building code practices, uh, etc. You can't just do it there. I think you can pretty much just do it. Then you might have an earthquake, and here your house might stand up, and there it might crush you and your family because you didn't follow them so that's like that that's a good way to see like how that balance works because i've always been aware that like there like you can do whatever you want the rules of the road are like non-existent people just draw, do whatever they want but their highway deaths of course are well higher so there's a cost to freedom freedom as we all know isn't free and, <laughs> oh, no. but i mean but but those specific costs are things like and, and I think the go-to example is kind of like, well, if I'm totally free, I'm just going to go around and you know do whatever I want to whoever. I'll shoot someone if I feel like it because I'm free and no one can stop me. And then, well, okay, you, you've clearly got problems there. Yeah, so, well, because I think we're introduced to the word freedom and the concept, and I think, Crofton, you were kind of defining it earlier. It's to sort of be without restraints or be without constraints, to to not have to face consequences and, like, the reality is, forgetting human law, there are natural laws that we do not have freedom from. If you do not eat, you die. If you stay out in climates that are inhospitable to you, you become more susceptible to infections and sickness and you die. Like, So we do not have freedom. Even at this moment, we are not free from certain things. That's in- so when that's you take Yeah, when you take the idea of freedom to its extreme conclusion with respect to humanity's laws our communal um coexistence it seems incredibly naive to like have this expectation well like well we that there wouldn't be any constraints placed on on cohabitation and 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 living together for the simple reason that you said if i'm free i should be able to free to kill whoever the hell i want well <laughs> like that's you know i can murder them i can eat them i can you know do all the things people say in society i can't do i shouldn't do because a commitment to the idea of freedom means exactly that that i am free to do everything but it's just not realistic I, at all i think when you were saying this because it's really interesting the points about the kind of natural laws that inhibit our freedom and it occurred to me that this is probably um the appeal of things like superheroes to some extent like you think of superman he's essentially the freest uh, being that you can imagine, he's he's freed from the laws of gravity. Uh, he can do whatever. He's laser eyes, like he can do pretty much anything. <laughs> laser eyes. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to open the a door. First though, example was great. Eyes. The laser I'm... eyes seems like you know. But I think that that's it's something... heat. It's heat vision, actually. But keep going. Whatever. The point is, he is essentially the most free being you could, or or thereabouts, or, or you could pick other superheroes or. Well, his power like in his powers in particular. Are the most seem the most like, but he basically can't be immune, killed, right? Like immune but to laws do, of the universe, right? But just it, it doesn't even really matter who you choose. Okay, it could be the Silver Surfer. Okay. Who cares? Uh, the point being is, if you were a being like that and you lived on this planet, and you you're kind of you're the only one who's really free, you could. Uh, adhere to laws enacted by governments or not because the consequences can't really affect you 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 sort of you sort of can choose what to do and that's sort of ultimate freedom and you know if they're if you're considered to be good you choose to acknowledge them but you have the freedom not to because any consequences they're essentially meaningless when you if you're invincible it's like being god like that would be god would be 
free. Except God is, is a different is concept. But well, in, in theory, still. you know, the the fictitious idea of God is that he lords over everything and nothing is lord over him as far as I can. Well, yeah. And, and often, like, in, time, in ways to try and make Superman interesting, people do portray him as a god and that sort of thing. Um the, the uh, god among a uh, god choosing to live among but, men yeah. um Kryptonite. but uh, i i think that freedom like when, when you when you talk about it as a concept you're talking about something that is loaded with essentially positive meaning by everybody like the masses you know when you say the word freedom like uh, you know i strive um you know i strive for freedom we're trying to bring freedom to this country or we are trying to uh enable people to be free that's always always considered a positive nobody is saying it as a negative and if they are they're probably a dictator speaking to their private counts security council or whatever what we want freedom what is this yeah america well, um, it's- yeah, it's just, that's a, that's a super valid point, and I I was gonna bring this up a little bit earlier, and you basically touch on it there, which I think is like there's the, you know, fr- the freedom gets bandied about as this kind of absolute, like we all want freedom, and then pretty clearly we've established like you know it, it doesn't really exist, but I think mostly because it's freedom from something, right? So it's right. like freedom from a dictator or freedom from a eighty hour work week or whatever, freedom whatever from it enslavement may be. is very. You know, cultures throughout. Absolutely, life yeah. Has, all uh, all these types slaves. of things, and so free, the desire for freedom is very specific. The, uh, you know, that's your the lotter the lottery in this country, Lotto six forty nine. The big one slogan is just imagine the freedom. Like essentially, so and, and a lot of lotteries are named like freedom. When you, they talk about retirement, they talk freedom fifty five. Uh, you know, like or freedom sixty five or freedom whenever you can retire. But yeah, all the Mike's right. All those things are. It feels like even as a free person, you're limited in certain ways, and you can become ever more free through financial independence and that sort of thing. Political power. Or whatever, well, whatever it may be. Money, money, and political power kind of go hand in hand too. Like there's, there's being free from your job by winning the lottery, and then there's being, uh, you know, very wealthy and being able to, you know, influence lobbies and things like that. Like have have be at the helm of those things. Well, it's interesting, and and uh, I, I, f- I feel we we talked about sort of capitalism. Um, on the show and uh, and debt and other things like that, but it, it's a clearly a valid point that people who are rich are much more enjoy much more freedom than the rest of us because oh, you can just you can just do whatever you want. It's like well, if you have a billion dollars, you can choose to be like, well, I'll never work again and just spend my life on like white sand beaches with people waiting on me hand and foot. You could choose to do that, or you could be like, well, I want to change the world. I want to invent an electric car like tesla you know he was independently wealthy from a previous business thing and then he's like i'm gonna start this company and you could have a good idea and if you have tons of money you could do it but if you don't have that um then you basically cannot you're not free to do that you can maybe try to beg people who have the freedom to help you um but really you you know if we all a lot of us have good ideas but they don't necessarily go anywhere because we don't have the freedom to see them into existence the the uh, freedom concept is one that when when you think about what you're trying to become free of um as sort of like a reactive to something else that's when you sort of can easily give 
a verdict such as on this show as to determining if it's you know a good thing if you're under a political dictatorship you might be like oh obtaining freedom over this is a good thing whereas obtaining uh freedom over you know uh working and again it's like individuals versus everyone so like well, what you might want for your own individual freedoms, what happens if that freedom, uh, those same freedoms are applied to uh, applied to everyone? And I think that therein lies the balance. So when Mike is talking about freedom of, of um, sort of somebody who's able to, a, a, a rich person, robber baron, who's able to sit on white sand beaches or whatever, uh, you think back to like early 1900s or something and you've got these – giant uh, industrial revolution type factories with with people working you know more hours than you can even comprehend for a barely amount uh, of food to live and they are essentially enslaved and in, 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 in meanwhile they're the owners of said companies are free to you know do whatever they want in in uh, in the world but they wouldn't they don't they might think oh I can vote for the prime minister or I can vote for whomever so I'm I am free. And I think when you look at a lot of pop culture and movies like The Matrix and stuff like that, that, criticize, that sort of are, are criticizing what is, uh, you know, what is freedom. And that's why it's such it's such a, a, a tough thing to to lock down because we did an episode on anarchy. And if you argue that is total freedom of the individual to do whatever, well, then, you know, that comes with the ability to step on other individuals' uh, freedoms, right? It's it, it's it is interesting, and this is actually kind of ties in because I having learned slightly more about anarchy since we did that episode, not a lot more, uh, but somewhat more. I think you know uh, people who talk about anarchy as, a, as as an alternative model to structure things. I think also it, it's that so you might have much more freedom, but I. Th- I think the idea is that you also have more responsibility, and 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 that would be the same as applied to the kind of the superhero sort of idea of freedom that you have all this power, but you also have a lot of responsibility. And the idea that the more power for freedom you're given, now you're more responsible for your actions in the world. And um, and, and then I, I guess that that's maybe part of the issue is that you can you trust individuals to be responsible all the time and and we've talked about laws and why we have laws and police and things like that and often it comes down to the fact that you can't trust some people to be responsible with too much freedom because they'll abuse it and and that so that's why we have limited freedom like be responsible to i don't understand be responsible to who like who gives them these responsibilities like who's assigning them these responsibilities that's the i mean that's the idea when people that have put forth the idea like like the philosophy of anarchism is not one of like okay it's complete chaos i do whatever i want um it's like a structure whereby there's no government necessarily but maybe there are um, ways about which individuals solve their problems with each other. You don't have like a, uh, a structure imposed by law or something, uh, but that there are maybe conventions that are adhered to and that you're, it's your responsibility to do, adhere to them. Uh, I, look, I'm not an expert on anarchy, but it's something along those lines. But it's the, this is the idea that you have – if you have a lot of freedom, you're more – in a way more responsible for your actions um, – 
like superhero. You know, Spider-Man yeah. with but, great power comes the, great the, responsibility. The, the, th- the thing that that has to do with, because we did an episode on hierarchy, I think, and this is from watching, this is, again, I'm not an expert on anarchy either, but this is the show where no one's an expert on anything, and yet we talk about <laughs> it. Um, I was watching some Noam Chomsky, and, and like, the anar- like anarchy and things like that have to do with decentralizing power, have to do with, you know, flattening that, that idea that in our community there are people who dispense justice and there are people who obey or are on the receiving end of it and get no say in what justice looks like. So, like, the idea being that what if you lived in a community where there was no systems of power, there were no people whose wishes, with even within a limited scope, supersede your freedom. So if the government of Canada decide I go to jail and cite some reason, I go. Or I get hunted down. Like, I don't have... I don't have a, a say in this because of the, you know, the power is assigned there and we, we trust in that system to organize and keep mm-hmm. our community safe. But I think the idea with anarchy is just that, you know, we are, there is no power. We get together as a community and, and, and deal with these things. There isn't somebody who's better than me in this group. And that is hard to have. It seems like paradoxical to well, have rules and tenets and yet have nobody able to enforce them but i mean i think that's why it comes back to responsibility and uh but another way to look at because we were talking about like um sort of the, the point i was making about like developing countries often seeming more free in a lot of ways and also seeming a lot more chaotic um you know another way to view it is that part of the reasons maybe we have these laws is to ensure certain types of freedoms like um for example, like uh, what's one like the building code issue? Maybe you enact building codes, and now okay, you feel less free to um, go and build a house however you want or whatever. But you are uh, more free to live a safe, uh, a safe life. So your house is not going to fall down on you, or something like what socialized health care. Real estate, it, dude. If, what? if let's say we don't know each other, and I put a tent up in your front yard and say, "This part of the earth, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang out here." You, you, the law recognizes your property, your ownership, and so you have the right to contact things to enable me to be moved off of your land. Right, but but my my point was more about how some free, like like some of these laws, in in, in some ways, uh, guarantee certain types of freedoms, but then restrict others. So, like uh, the other point I want to make was like, say, socialized healthcare versus something like taxation. So we pay higher taxes, and you say, oh, my personal freedom to spend money how I choose is not there. But then the freedom that you enjoy because of that is that your health will probably be better, and you can have access to medical care in a more free. Uh, way you don't have to spend your money to do it so it's this kind of balance like also with with the kind of society we live in which there are a lot more laws which seem like they restrict your freedom but in some ways like i mean we're freer from say vehicle uh vehicle or car deaths because there are more laws to restrict rules of the road and how cars are built than there are in some other places yeah you're not allowed to text and drive like think about how weird that is it's not free since the uh, since like the 1950s, pretty much, and the rise of um, you know earlier than that, but um, the rise of communism, socialism in Russia, and that sort of thing, it has just ended up being painted in such a way that it is seen as uh, a negative. Um, you know, uh, the, the McCarthy trials in the 50s, they would they would hunt down. Anybody who was believed to be a communist sympathizers uh, or a, a socialist, 
sympathizer. Um, and it, so even though times have changed and people think in different ways, that is still left over as sort of especially America as the main superpower um, in the world. People still see uh, looking at the collective as opposed to the individual as as a negative and and individual freedom is is seen as a positive like these are not i'm not saying that that's true i'm just saying that this is the perception that exists out out outside like if you see it if you see a holiday uh, a hollywood movie it is probably more likely to be about uh a hero that enjoys a tremendous amount of you know individual freedom and it is fighting for individual freedom as a, as opposed to you know trying to institute some sort of social safety net or something for for a collect for a collective group that's just you know that's just not how it's seen it's seen in a negative in a negative light and i think that that's that's uh the problem when thinking about freedom because you ask me crofton do you want freedom and i would say oh absolutely do you want the freedom to be able to say tell off your boss i'd be like oh yeah for sure do you want the freedom to be able to do whatever you want i'd be like yes do you want to have the freedom to to defy the law of gravity i'd be like i'm all over that you give me all that but then ask me you know can can you know your buddy Bo hurts his leg and uh, he's you. You're in this society where you have all these individual freedoms, and he's he's there with his injured leg. There's no sort of medicine, or there's no whatever. Everybody's got all the individual freedom that they want. Uh, do you want to help Bo, or do you want him to just like limp on the side of the road until his leg rots off, and then he eventually dies of gangrene? I'd be like, I would like to help Bo, and then that becomes a slippery slope because the next thing you know, it's like, well, I would also like there to be a smooth road to walk on and i would also like there to be and at one point you reach you reach a, a, a balance i guess between individual freedoms and social uh, uh, socialism or social you know um uh, redistribution not a total redistribution of wealth but like a a sort of a, an, a better balance i would argue we have a better here in terms of balance than they do in the states they would obviously argue the opposite um so yeah it's it is totally it is totally complex and a totally loaded term freedom yeah. it really it, it really is and it, and it's funny when you're touching on like um you know i would take all these freedoms if you offered them to me and, and i do feel that that's like a basic thing is like of like especially if we look at freedom like as um we're always moving towards in, in some ways more of it freedom from monarchy there's more democracy in the world you know have a say in political stuff um you don't have to work 80 hour weeks at horrible pay you know there's minimum wage you know those are all things that are arguably in in favor towards more freedom to to individuals and i would and i would say that for me personally i would also be like yeah and i want i want more of it so when when i think of like democracy it's like oh yeah democracy like we just had an election in canada and everyone's all high on happy on democracy and i and i always think about it's like they're just high what? on justin trudeau's sweet good looks well yeah he's a very handsome man um but uh but like you get to say you get to say something once every four years and everyone's like this is it's so wonderful and yes yes we recently did democracy on the show and that was a very interesting conversation it's better than monarchy or dictatorship certainly but could it be better still and i'm the type of person i'm like yeah i'd like more say in stuff i want more freedom to be involved in politics beyond just you know, bugging my MP to do something or other. I'd like more direct say. Um, 
And then the same way that like, yeah, you work mostly a 40 hour work week. And there was this thing going around the internet where it was like Sweden uh, moved to like a, what did they move to? Like a six hour work day. And, uh, that's and awesome. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Most people are like, that's amazing because it's like, oh, you, you got high wage, high enough wages and you work six hour work day. That's more freedom to per, you know, personal freedom. And I'm like, yeah, I want that. I want that. And I also don't want to be poor, right? I want to have good wages for the time I do work. So does like everyone. We all want more of it. Um, but like, is there enough freedom to go around? Like, cause <laughs> you know, it's just, well, it sounds like maintain freedom. Freedom, uh, I don't know, what is it, like societal freedom or political freedom or uh, I don't know what the freedom type is, but the concept of freedom beyond the pure, literal, very specific definition is a balancing act. It doesn't seem like, yeah, all we got to do is go all the way to the extreme and achieve freedom and that there's resistance for this freedom by dummies. It's actually, usually everything comes at a cost. And you have to weigh what the cost is versus what you're doing it. So, like, if you're talking about some of the things you're talking about, which is like, I want to work six hours a week. Well, if we scale back on labor standards, maybe there is a consequence to it. Maybe we don't have the types of workers here that are going to do inexpensive labor and a lot of the modern conveniences we enjoy, we have to start doing without. So no more iPhones, because guess what? Those get made in a place where people get paid nothing. <laughs> like, and so, like, you know, they are they free? Like, what is our freedom cost? It's like, guess what? People at Fo- was it Foxhound? They yeah, have Foxconn. to, Fo- yeah, Foxconn, Foxconn. Foxhound is from Metal Gear Solid, I think. Confirmed. Thank you. <laughs> um, so Foxconn, like the slave factory, basically, um, where people commit suicide because it's so cramped and the conditions are so bad, are what. You know, we have these great iPhone devices that everyone has for. It's like, there's kind of blood on our hands. And, like, I'm wondering, there's a new Steve Jobs biopic coming. They're going to celebrate how great he is. I wonder if they could talk about what a slave master is. And it's not just, like, yeah. So all that, my point was, I'm off track. I'm way off track. The point was (laughs) that freedom, freedom is a balancing act, and it's not Mm. immediately evident that the great-sounding stuff doesn't come at a cost somewhere else. And that's the big conversation we're all trying to be engaged with or unplugged from is what's va- what's has value, what's important to us and what isn't. Uh, well, in terms I, of I mean, I, I think it's a good point when you, you talk about, um, you know, and as much as I started off by saying in Indonesia, they have a lot more freedom in some respects. And in a lot of respects, they're really um, we were, we're certainly better off here uh generally uh, in Canada than most people are in Indonesia. They're working at very low wages, probably working a lot more. Yeah, they can go build a ratty house if they want to without going to the you know, the through the bureaucracy and having that kind of personal freedom. But, you know, how, what again, what's that balance is a really good point. And I also think that um, it's kind of tied in you know, you know, people. If it was, if freedom was more the issue as opposed to say just wealth distribution, that they kind of like that ninety nine percent in wealth inequality debate, which is ongoing and has been since the two thousand eight. It's kind of related to that because it's a really good point to say that we in Canada and the states and most of Europe um, live a very free, what feels like a free lifestyle, high wages. We can go on trips. We can do all this stuff because other people in other parts of the world are 
less free essentially and those of us in this were complaining about the one percent you know they're they're billionaires as we talked about earlier they're clearly the most free people and and the reality is like when you talk about wealth distribution if it was reframed a bit more like hey we want, we all want more freedom. You guys are hogging it all. Uh, it's time shared a little bit. It's not all about money, but certainly it's in the way this the world is structured. Money is part of it, and and uh, and, and so. But if you were to reframe it as opposed to just being money and be like, yeah, we want to share freedom. More people would be more free to enjoy their lives or do things. And a, a good way to do that is to have yeah, money. More money money stops being money and starts being power at a certain point. Well, and that's what it's like. Is. You you yeah. Well, it's you know I get in my private jet and fly across the ocean whenever I want to. You know, yes, there's added freedom to having wealth, and uh, I think it's pretty self evident when you say it. However, Mike, what, what Mike te- was touching on there that uh, rang a bell with me, and this is sort of my personal pet peeve with freedom, is um, and we were making jokes off the top of the show about like certain slogans with regards to freedom but i don't like how it is a word that is essentially being co-opted and the positive connotations that i mentioned has been co-opted and given a certain amount of power to sort of settle discussions because yes freedom is being kept out of the one percent conversation because it would be incredibly it's such a valuable word and such it's been given so much cachet and so much power it would totally reframe that conversation if used appropriately instead uh, it's used like, and and you see the the dysfunction in the United States right now with the with um, Congress, and uh, you have extremes on both sides of people. Um, it's it's a nation. It's a nation almost divided in half right now. Uh, and and on one end, you have sort of people who are who are. Um, gripping onto the concept of individual freedom, and they always use it. They use it to justify everything. Like a school shooting happens, it's like, oh, you know, you can't take our guns away because that's part of the Constitution, and that's our freedom, and freedom, freedom, freedom. And we're going to relabel our French fries in the cafeteria freedom fries because <laughs> we hate the French today, you know? It's just like, it, it's, it's just become such a stupid thing where they just take the word and and romanticize it idealize it um you know pick and choose everything and then throw it up in everybody's faces to justify everything they're doing we're bringing freedom to this country uh you don't do that like i mean it's just it, the word has has now reached a point of ridiculousness i find and when mike drew it off the beginning of the show the first thing i almost eye rolled because i just like I've heard it so many times for so many ridiculous reasons um, that are not inherent to what it is. We literally had to boil it down to what it is and start thinking about the individual versus the collective and all that. These are not conversations people generally have. They generally are just like, oh, freedom, you know, freedom, good. You don't like freedom, yeah. you're stupid, you know, and it drives me nuts. It's a, Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. And it is interesting how it has been the whole concept of it. And as us personally have talked about, like, we want more freedom. Who doesn't want more freedom? But it's been it's been hijacked. That word has been like hijacked by conservatism basically uh and and the right of the political spectrum they use it all the time uh but if you were to be like you, you know and maybe people on the kind of left and should be trying to reframe and retake back that word to be like freedom from pro- poverty and you do hear stuff like that sometimes but it's not again it's, it's there's so many ways the, to frame it it's funny how the right gets that word and yet they can be like 
pretty much openly homophobic. <laughs> like, right. you know, like it, it, yeah, ex- so exactly. It's and it's stupid. stuff like you could say like the, you know, there's so many ways and this issue goes all these so many different ways. I mean, and the right, yeah, it's like you can find the hypocrisy in their use of it all over the place. Um, so, and you, one one thing to not just to to pile on the right because you, in it, this is a hypocrite, um, hypocrite, hypocritical thing, but it, it's a, it's an example worth noting. It's partly the branding of things, but abortion. So, on abortion, the two sides, the two ways that they frame the arguments are: on one side, you have pro life. So who's who's not for life? Anti-life. Are you anti-life? And then there's there's uh, freedom of choice. Who's not for the freedom of choice? Are you anti-choice? Are you anti-freedom? You know, like so. It it is funny how they you know movements brand themselves, yeah, and, and freedom is one of those words. It's a super like politicized word in that in that way, and it's and then yeah, when you break it down, you realize that we all have some freedom and a lot of not freedom. You know. Like, but what you, you, know, what you can never establish, I think, I think this is correct. You can never actually have a state of freedom. Like you Complete never freedom? Be well, no. State. You, you will never be in a, in a state of freedom in a pure sense of the word. So, like, it's definitely manipulating people's understanding of what the word means to say, like, vote for me and you'll be free from the tyranny of whatever. Well, it, what, well if, what if you were an atom? An at, like you'd be, an atom? You're not alive then. But you would be free, right? Atoms aren't well, free. Only radicals, only radicals are free. <laughs> oh, science Oh, joke. science slam. Boom. Science Get out um, of my teacher's office or whatever. But it, it, it is an interesting one because like, I, I thought about this <laughs> uh, a lot recently when I've been, I've been reading a lot about kind of like um, the way economics work and being annoyed at the kind of current system and not liking my current sort of nine to five lifestyle. It's a bit different now. I don't like that. I'm, it doesn't feel free. And, and I was like, you know, and reading some stuff about sort of fairly recent history, people in, in this country, when people arrived, are kind of like farmy, farming homesteaders, right? And it's like, and in some ways, they had a lot more freedom. But then, you know, when you bring up the reality of it, most people are like, you don't, you wouldn't want to live really like how they were living. It's like, sure. <laughs> They're free in some ways to grow their own food and starve if there's a crop failure or whatever. Um, and yeah, you don't work in blocks of 40-hour weeks. Um, you work a lot in the harvest and the planting and maybe you don't work so much in other times of the year. You do different things. And that seems appealing to me. But I also realize there's also hardships that go with that. And again, this comes down to the fact that this whole thing is really this balancing act of you, you can't just – you have to do something, right? Like nope. you know, initially – Initially, when when this came up, I'm like, who? Who are the most free people in history? I'm like, it was probably like our our caveman ancestors who are just like, yep, yeah, there's no laws, there's no rules. I'm just gonna go out there and kill a wildebeest and eat it, and no one's gonna tell me <laughs> what paint to do. Paint on those cave walls. I gotta paint on every cave. I'm gonna wall paint I everywhere. Find. You know, I'll mate with who I want to mate with. I'll <laughs> war with who I want to war with. And I'm like, but the reality is, they probably lived short hard lives and they and and ultimately there wasn't they still had to work a lot at something gathering food and hunting and it was certainly difficult we probably enjoy a lot more freedom in the, in the way we use that word than they, well, we now talked about this on another then. episode and i'm sure it was on cosmos as well but you know settlements like the rise of agriculture is what gave the rise to leisure time and our development right like it, if from sun up to sundown, all you're worried about is like, what do 
probably going to eat again. <laughs> like, that's, you know, natural laws. We're not free from natural laws. That's what's, what's driving interesting is we I, are free I also heard of it. Laws. It, it, it is super interesting to be like, yeah, that, that's what gave us sort of freedom and leisure time is permanent settlements and agriculture. Also, what gave us hierarchies, well, some types of hierarchies, power dynamics, and um, the ability of a few to oppress the masses, that's something that also came with um, agriculture and permanent settlements. It didn't exist before, apparently, according to anthropologists, or at least some anthropologists, because people would just leave if you, if you didn't like someone who's a jerk. Once there was, like, permanent settlements, you know, you're like, well... You know, Bob has all the grain. Bob has all the power. And uh, what can you do about it? Well, that's Anyways, where communal I'm laws are because the other thing you could one. do uh, is just kill Bob. Right? Like, well, I don't like I don't like the but, way Bob's looking at me, and he's, he's got grain. I'm just going to fucking kill yeah, that Yeah, but then guy. you go to kill him, and then Bob's like, hey, Steve, you want some sweet grain? You got to go kill Gary. And he's going to be like, yes, I'll do it. Yeah. You know, and oh, then yeah. you got the problems of today. Yeah. Welcome to you know what history we should just teach history we should do a podcast on history and it'll be two episodes long. We probably shouldn't do that. No, all right, but we're gonna That's do one on true. Canadian politics. Okay, I think we're bringing the farm animals. Are you guys ready to do this? Yes. Order, I say. I will say I love that we have a kazoo uh, in a prominent place on the show. <laughs> we have the freedom to do that, Bo. We do. It's we have... a free instrument. You don't need talent to play it. <laughs> <laughs> it's free from talent. Practice restric- required. Free from practice. There you go. <laughs> um, I have a prediction about these verdicts. I think I know how they're going to go. I um, think I know too. All right. I'm going to start then so I don't look like I'm – All right. Okay. I'm going to get it right out, of, right out of the bag right now. Freedom's bullshit. It just so clearly is. Like once you disentangle the political nonsense caught up in the word freedom and acknowledge that like, you know, it's freedom from certain things or that certain things are bad and that we have more freedom now and that's good and whatever. Um, in, in the end, you can't have absolute freedom. It just leads to all kinds of problems. It's a balancing act and and we hear the, the word and it's like, we want it. I want freedom, ultimate freedom. And I just think the whole concept is total BS and, uh, and no, I'm for more for personal freedoms and I feel like we need a better way to define how we measure those things other than the word freedom because I feel like I'm contradicting myself in my verdict. Um, but, yeah, I just really think it, it's a BS thing. You can never be totally free, as you said, Bo. I agree with that. It doesn't really exist a state of true freedom. And really what we should do be trying to focus on is quashing oppression and uh, and those types of things instead of focusing on this kind of nonsense ideal of freedom because it doesn't exist. So, yeah, I think it's bullshit. All right, Crofton. Crofton. Yeah, I'll go. I'll. I can go sec. Second. Um. So, all right. I also think it's bullshit. So let's get that out of the way right off. Ooh, starting to stick in here. Freedom is bullshit. Um. So Bo made a really good point at the beginning uh, when he talked when he brought in the laws of nature and how we we're never free from those. So there's there's laws of man and there's laws of nature. And in many ways the laws of man allow us freedom from 
certain parts of the laws of nature. When Mike gave examples in old timey days of people, um, you know, harvest free to build houses wherever they want, but but not able to like get enough crops to live. Um, you know, they, they were, they were limited by having to eat where we can just go to the grocery store and the supply and demand will feed us, uh, pretty much no problem as long as we have the money to pay for it. So, I mean, I, I, I do, I do see these two sort, one set of laws almost helping us to become free from the others. We have more laws of man now than we've ever had in history. And Mike mentioned that the most free we would have been from laws of man would have been in the time of cavemen where we would be the most vulnerable to the laws of nature probably. So – and then, then then you start thinking about – you start, OK, so these two two laws, two sets of laws are in conflict. You can – freedom is an absolute and everybody knows only the Sith deal in absolutes. Um, so it, it, it's a situation where – um, you can never really reach that point, nor would you really want to if you knew what it entailed. And it's about finding the line. And do we care about each other? Do we only care about ourselves? And you see this in politics and it, come, it comes up all the time. So finding that line uh, of, of personal freedom versus collective freedom versus collective safety net and all that sort of stuff is, is a tough challenge for humanity. And I, when I, I'm brainwashed into loving the word freedom or wanting my own personal freedom. I, I gave an example of, of wanting all these things. And like, if you offered me the freedom, I would take it. Um, but at the same time, as I said, it's a term that has been reappropriated. It's been bastardized. It's been used to sell things that are in no way related to freedom. There's been laws that have the word freedom in them that really have nothing to do with freedom that are about creating entirely new systems. It's just, it's just like there, while freedom itself is an absolute, it has reached the point where the term freedom is the least thing, uh, the, the furthest thing from an absolute possible. It's murky. It's, it's crappy. It's bullshitty. And uh, we're we're never going to get to this ideal point. So let's just get to the point where we can all live together, not infringe on each other's freedoms and enjoy our own personal freedoms to the point that they don't infringe on others. So for that reason, I got to say it's bullshit. Big crap bullshit. All right. So it's my turn now. We're listening. So I'm going to deliver mine at the end. Oh, it's not going to go. be as long as Crofton's. But here's the thing. I'm a big fan of the Matrix movies. And in particular, the second Matrix film. And I know a lot of you out there are are going, what the hell? The first one's yeah, a good it's the one. First the one. two sequels are terrible. <laughs> Let me tell you, the best moment was when he goes to the source. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, then, you know. He goes to returns to the source, and the big revelation in that film is that it's not the first time, you know, there was a one... And that this sort of drama of uh, revolt played out. In fact, it was like the fifth or sixth time. And it was just another iteration that the computer program had already accounted for and was prepped. So the, the, the talk, he says that the problem is choice. And that if they're able to predict outcomes, they're able to, you know, control things. And so you may operate in a lot of ways in life and believe that you are making those free choices, yet they're chosen for you, right? We've all sort of had that experience or thought about 
the world in terms of, oh, I'm freely exercising my choice only to realize that I'm created, I'm a product of all the influences I had growing up and my, my parents' emotional issues or whatever experiences I had, that I'm not really as free an individual as I would like to think, that my ego would like to believe that I am. And so, what's the verdict on, on freedom? I think that we are defined by our resistance to control, even in situations where the world is controlling us. And I think that we need to continue to fight to a point where we can be free. And I think we're limiting our imaginations to our daily life now, where it's like, it's not realistic to be free because of X and Y. There are ways that we're going to evolve, and part of that is solving the problem. Why can't we break nature's laws? If I can not live in my body and be part of the hive mind, <laughs> then I don't comes. have to eat. And then I can start breaking some natural laws and start attaining freedom. And why do I have to be defined by the way humanity is now versus the way that we're trying to fight? I think we're, we're I think many of our identities are, you know, um, characterized by that futile fight against tyranny, against lack of choice. I believe in freedom even when it, the rug gets ripped out from underneath me and I'm not free, I'm going to say freedom is mother good. Yeah, go freedom. America. Wait, <laughs> there was a second Matrix movie? Yeah, Matrix it's best. Uh, it's better to, to just pretend it didn't get made. What, next you're going to be telling me there was a fourth Indiana Jones? No, there isn't. Um... Bo, the funny thing about your verdict was when you were going on about it for a while, I was I was almost going to say like, oh, freedom is bad. He's going to say freedom is bad. You were almost convincing me the other way because when you were saying things like that we didn't even get into of like, um, you know, you're influenced by culture, by people, yeah. um, all our thoughts. Uh, I'm like, wow, we're even further from freedom than than I thought, and I said it was bullshit. But yet, somehow, you came up with the nonsensical view that no, it was that it was good. The if link, anything, the link is that we struggle for it, even when it's futile. we struggle for it. But if anything, you you are making the point that it's even more of a myth than we were already than Crofton and I were touching on. It's even more of a myth. It's just even, anyways. I believe it's a okay. worthwhile fight, but yeah, you're it's depressing. My prediction wasn't quite on, but. Uh, I always forget the bow's a bit of a wild card. <laughs> um, I'm free, and, baby. You can't, you can't pin me in. You can't <laughs> no, he's free to be all over the place. I, I knew that's why he wanted me to go last. Yeah, he wanted because to. Yeah. Once it was clear that we had said the same thing, I knew. I, I would have cheating. messed up your verdict, Crofton. Like, you would have been like, oh, I don't know. You both make good points. No, nah, he would have still said. <laughs> Anyways, okay, uh, listeners, um, if we miss some major thing on this discussion of freedom, Please let us know. Um, send us an email, goodbadbull at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and read, gladly read your um, email on the air. Uh, you can uh, send us a tweet also at goodbadbull. And uh, if you are on Facebook, you can like us there if you do indeed like us. And uh, to listen to the show, you can find us at our web, uh, all the information on our website, goodbadbull.com. You can find links to Stitcher and iTunes to subscribe. And uh, we would like it if you did subscribe and uh, get involved, participate in the discussion. You know, we're, we're certainly not the arbiters of truth here. Uh, we're always open to being proven wrong, told off, and uh, corrected. Yeah, get at so your please. boys because doing that is on fleek. 
<laughs> yes, what what Bo said. Um, and uh, guys, if our listeners want to uh, get in touch with one of you individually, say, Crofton, where can our uh, listeners find you? Well, they're free to tweet me on Twitter, at Crofton Steers. And Bo? Uh, you can find me at Bo Schwartz, where you can find it all about what I've been up to um, in that in the the free world of podcasting. And uh, you can find me taking the red pill. Which which pill is the freedom pill? I think it's red pill. The waking Whatever. up pill. No. The one where you go down the tube and then there's no Twitter anymore because the reality sucks. Or you can tweet me at ML Hodgins, whatever. If he takes the wrong pill by accident. Yeah, I'd be like, which pill is it? Blue? Oh, whatever. I guess it's not so bad in the, here. The actual <laughs> like, secret behind the pills is that they're both the same pill because you've already made the choice that you made and it's just a ruse. I'm, you know, You're like a spoiler machine. Oh, I, that's, I that's conjecture. That's not in the movie. That's just my deep philosophical analysis of the Matrix films. Uh, sorry, Crofton. I, I think I've only ever watched the second and third Matrix films once and it was in theaters. You need to watch them again. They are good. They're, no man, they, they, they so the first good. one is really, I think, a brilliant piece of science I've, fiction. I've seen that one a lot of times. I've seen it's it maybe good. like six times. The other ones become kind of stupid. I don't know, fluffy nonsense. They, ha- I think. they, they have their shortcomings, but I definitely, li- I, there's things about it I really like. It's more that the first one is less ambiguous. It's got a clear story to tell. It's told well, and it makes its point well. Uh, and they're like, hey, it's good. It's what, you know, the other ones are like, they're a bit all over the place, trying to do too much and be a bit too smart for their own. Yeah, that's my view. I like, I like the uh, only the Sith deal in absolute. As well. <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. Because <laughs> it's such an absolute, you know, like it's like only, you know, only, uh, you know, only Russians deal in absolutes or whatever. Like it just, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. such, you just it's put yourself. A- it's like, what, am I a Sith now? I'd like but, yeah. to point out that you're quoting from episode three, and you've shat on the original series a couple of times. Oh, yeah, but the dialogue so is horrible. To, I need to call you out uh, on that, sir. You need to decide if you're going to be supportive of the original trilogy or not. Wait, I'm supportive of the original trilogy. Episode three is the prequels. Yeah, prequels. That's, but sorry, that's, that's what I mean, like, sorry. The, the origin absolute. story things, yes. The prequels, so, sorry, yes. So yeah. that only the Sith deal in absolutes was from the prequels? Obi-Wan Kenobi yeah. says that uh, the moment Anakin, you know, he's trying to talk to Anakin, they're having the saber fight, and he says something yeah. absolutist, and then, tor- and then he's like, only the Sith deal in no, absolutes. Well, not quite, and then, and then he says, and then he, and then... Yeah, he says only this is deal in absolute, and then he makes some statement which sounded so obnoxious because it's Obi Wan Kenobi. It didn't seem right. Where he was like, "I believe in democracy," and I was like, <laughs> "What he says?" That, that, I don't that know. Can't be right. seems, some, <laughs> seems Star Wars. He believes in freedom. Like, um, he believes he believes in democracy, but then thirty years later, when he meets Luke Skywalker, he cuts off a man's arm in a bar. <laughs> he's like, well, it he's is like, most democracy. Also, don't fucking cross me. Or I'll he also believes burn in the your right to off. bear arms. Get yeah, he, it? He's an anarchist. <laughs> I think he's arms? an anarchist. Whatever. Yeah, I feel like I feel like um, uh, Star Wars is like an, an anarchist sort of um, view of the universe, the galaxy. It's a fascist view, right? Well, there's the fasc- some, but there's also... The Empire's, the empire's yeah. a fascist state. It is, but you can also just not live in one of those systems. 
You can live in Tatooine, enjoy more freedom, but it's hard to get a good meal because it's all freaking desert. It's true. The moisture farming only gets you so far. Whereas you can live on Corsica or whatever and be like, sweet. Coruscant. Good lord. Uh, I thought there was another one. What's Corsica? (laughs) Oh, Corsica might be a planet How about Corellia then? Corellia. I think Corsica is an actual Greek island. Yeah, well, Corellia is a planet. Yeah, I know. It makes it... It made, it's where the Millennium Falcon... I think Han Solo is Corellian, actually. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. And they make a lot of spaceships in Corellia. It's true. Well, guys, I'm not talking guys... to local bulk freighters. I'm talking to big Corellian ships. <laughs> She's fast <laughs> enough for you, old man. <laughs> <laughs> We're nerds. Like giving money to the Cardinal Richelieu, played by Tim Curry. I'd rather give my money to Cardinal Official. Oh! Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at Patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull.